What's up? It is Tracy Jackson, also known as the Spiritual Cheerleader, coming to you live with your weekly pep. Welcome to episode 39 of Weekly Pep. Guys, I had planned to do a completely different podcast, um, but because of situations beyond my control, um, I'm recording this uh, late on Sunday night, and I've just finished watching Game of Thrones, and I completely changed my mind on what I wanted my topic to be. So this episode tonight is going to be entitled, What the Three-Eyed Raven Can Teach Us About Our Own Lives. And <laughs> I, I don't know, I might, I might switch it up after, afterwards, but hey, I, like I told you, I'm doing this completely on the fly. Um, but Obviously, given that this is a great Game of Thrones related um, podcast episode, if you haven't watched the latest episode or if you haven't watched Game of Thrones at all, if you don't want to be spoiled, exit stage left right now. Um, it's okay. I'm not mad at you. Um, it's it's all good, seriously. Um, but this is we're gonna we're gonna delve deep. Into, into uh, the three-eyed raven and how he can really teach us um, some things about that we can incorporate into our own lives. Um, so maybe that's going to be the title: "What the Three-Eyed Raven Can Teach Us About What We Can Incorporate Into Our Lives." So, um, yeah, I, I'm warning you again <laughs> before I get into this. If you don't want spoilers, exit now. Come back to this after you've seen the episode. Come back to this after you've started watching Game of Thrones and finished it. Um, and I'm talking about season eight, episode three of Game of Thrones, um, which my TV is still saying is called Game of Thrones 70, but I'm pretty sure that's not the official title. Um, but yeah, come back to this after you've watched the episode. Can you tell how excited I am? Oh, my God. This episode was epic, epic. I, I'm like freaked out, can't even process, can't even like like fathom um, all of what I just saw. Half the time, I literally, my, my eyes were looking at my comforter um, because I could not uh, look at the screen. I was so scared um, at first, like... I, in true Game of Thrones fashion, everything is lit, super dark. So I I was standing in front of my TV probably for the first 40 minutes of the episode. <laughs> Just because I wanted to be close. But um, after, you know, the... And that's an exaggeration. Because as soon as the they started with the um, lighting of the Dothraki um, swords um, or whatever they're called, sheaths, I don't know, um, whatever they're called. But as soon as she lit them, um, Melisandre, I, I came back and sat down. So, okay, maybe not 40 minutes, but hey, it was a while. Anywho, um, I, yeah, as soon as she did that, like, I cringed the entire time, guys. But man, that ending was so freaking boss. Oh, my girl came through. 
I'm sorry. I, I really don't want to yell in your ear. Um, she came through. She saved her brother. Um, I'm just, I'm so excited right now. <laughs> I'm so freaking excited. And I, I want to like speak to like the concept of this episode, um, first off before getting into, you know, what brand can teach us. But, um, I just, I feel like they really surprised me with what they did. Obviously, there were a couple of things that I felt like was going to happen um, that did happen. One of the biggest ones was I, they kept saying the crypt was going to be safe. They kept saying it. And I was like, the crypt's not going to be safe because they keep saying it. Luckily, everyone we know and care about made it um, in the crypt. Um, but obviously, uh, we did see the end of some of our faves. Um, luckily it was not as many as I thought. Um, and, uh, I, that just leaves it open such that it's probably going to come, um, in these last three episodes of the season. Um, but getting to what this whole podcast is about, the three eyed freaking raven, Okay, so for those that may not know, and obviously you should know if you're listening to this, because like I said, this is spoilerific, um, and I can I can't think of anybody listening to this who doesn't watch Game of Thrones. But obviously, Bran is the three eyed raven, um, and Bran, um, you know, as the three eyed raven, uh, has taught us, at least me, a lot over this last season, these last two seasons. Um, and, you know, obviously uh, it's been a journey for him. Um, and, you know, that's kind of the first thing that I really want to point out is how he, you know, went from being Brandon Stark to being the Three-Eyed Raven. He went on this journey, right? Um, when uh, he was younger, he, you know, trained, thought he was going to be a knight, all of this stuff. And the first thing, you know, the first major plot point of, of Game of Thrones that kind of introduced this suspense and intrigue was Bran's falling from the tower. Um, and not really, you know, his, his parents not really knowing what happened, but obviously deducing what happened and, you know, him not really remembering until he became the three-eyed raven what had happened to him and who had um, caused him to fall, right? And so if you remember in the first couple of seasons, Bran just, he kept saying, I want to, I want to walk, I want to walk again, you know, um, he, he just, he felt as if something had been taken from him. He, he very much identified with that, that victim role, like, man, I'm never going to walk again. You know, what is life? You know, this, that, and the other. Um, he was encouraged, you know, when they were able to create a saddle for him that he could ride on. Um, but uh, overwhelmingly he was, he always seemed to kind of get into this victimhood from not being able to walk. He, um, you know, it felt as if something had been taken from him. He looked at life as happening to him and not for him. And that's the first point that I really want to identify with, right? Um, is the fact that he identif identified 
um, himself by what had happened to him. And it wasn't until he, you know, obviously he was having these dreams. He was having the green sight and things of that nature, but he really didn't understand it. And he, he was looking at the green sight as a way to get him to feel like he could walk again and, and move around again and fly and do all these things. Um, and it was, it was literally an escape for him. And that's another thing that we do. First, we identify with our victimhood and then we try to escape in some way. And some of us escape in ways that don't benefit us, you know, um, through addictive substances. Some of us, um, you know, get to addictions in, in other realms through things like gambling or buying and shopping constantly, um, getting into debt, whatever. Um, there's, there's, copious reasons but basically we kind of zone out you know um we start drinking we do drugs we 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 numb ourselves to what's going on um so that was the the second thing he was using the green site but he was using it to to escape from the life he was living right so he wasn't really using it for its true purpose you know next next he you know meets Jojen um, Jojen tells him, you know, informs him of the green site and what it, its true purpose is and informs him that he needs to not be using this as an escape because he's going to be the three-eyed raven. They've got to, you know, they've got to meet the three-eyed raven, right? Um, and so it, it, it gives him this purpose, right? And so many of us have that happen. We get to this point in our lives where someone, um, you know, comes to us and um, tells us that there is another way to look at things. There's another way to see life. Um, Or, you know, we hit that rock bottom where we know, you know, we can't go back to who we were. We've got to move forward to something different. Right. Um, And so that's another thing that, um, you know, Bran was at. He knew he um, and I the pivotal moment for that to me was when Bran was beyond the wall. He was, um, you know, at uh, Craster's Keep um, and he wanted to call out to John. He actually did call out to John. And Jojen said, if he sees you, he's going to take you back to Castle Black. We've got to go. And Bran chose right then to move forward rather than move back because John was moving back. It was going back to um, life as he knew it. And he knew that he needed to serve this greater purpose because of what Jojen had taught him. So he moved forward. Right. And that's something that we all have to do. We've got to um, use what we've learned up until this point, whatever it is, our victimhood, um, you know, the, the situations that we've gone through. We've got to not look at it as an escape, but we've got to um, look at what has happened in our life and see the purpose um, in it. Because obviously the things that we've gone through in our life are teaching tools. They're things and lessons that we learn that we can then teach others. And so that's something that we've got to identify and we've got to move forward rather than going back. And, and Bran is teaching us that. Next up um, is 
you know, after, you know, Bran goes to the cave with Leaf and the Three-Eyed Raven and he's taught by the Three-Eyed Raven and obviously, you know, the episode where our beloved Hodor passes, um, you know, Bran is making his way back, making his way back to Winterfell. And as he gets to Winterfell, you know, Sophie Turner, Sansa, um, (laughs) goes up and hugs him and he's kind of like in a daze. Like, it's like he's, um, he's not Bran anymore. And, you know, he, he, he seems different to Sophie. Um, he seems weird and Mira calls him on it, right? Mira, who had taken him beyond the wall with Jojen, Jojen's sister. Um, she goes, you know, my brother died for you. You know, I'm, you know, doing, I, I almost died for you. Hodor died. Like, you're not gonna, you're, you're acting like it's no big deal that I'm leaving. And he said, I'm literally, I'm not trying to be rude, but I'm not brand. I'm not brand anymore. Right. And that's the next step in the evolution, right? That's the next step on the journey is that our, our identity, I, our identity, it becomes something different. Right. Um, I have experienced it myself, you know, um, for 14, you know, years of my life, I identified so much with just being an attorney. That was me, Tracy attorney. Like, that's it. There's, I mean, all my friends were attorneys. Like, that's all, you know, I talked about. That's all I did really, you know, um, and that was me. And, you know, last year, I began this process of becoming someone completely different. And I don't, I, I, I really don't identify with who I was, you know, 14, 15 years ago when I first moved to Houston as an attorney. I don't even identify with that girl. You know, I, I, my life is in such a different place. I'm in such um, a different mode and way of thinking that I can't even imagine going back to that. Um, I can't even imagine doing the same things that I did in the past because that's just not me. Um, and Brand says that he says like, I'm basically, I'm not brand anymore, you know, and he keeps reiterating it. (laughs) He keeps reiterating it in several instances, right? Um, you know, obviously with Sansa, he, you know, reiterates this fact that he's not brand anymore. Um, and he shows that he's not brand because some of the stuff he says, like, it just, it's creepy and like, it doesn't even sound like him and it's off putting because he doesn't know, he doesn't really have that filter that the rest of us have. He's, he's just telling what he's seeing. Right. Um, and even when John comes home, uh, in the first episode of the season and he goes up to Brandon, he's like, Oh my God, Brand, you're a man. And he's like, almost like what, you know, like most people are like, what does he mean? But he's not Brand anymore. And he said that he said that to Mira, I am not Brandon Stark anymore. I appreciate you for all your help, but I'm not him. I'm not him anymore. And 
therefore I can't identify with the emotions and feelings and things that um, he dealt with. And we see that keep playing out um, in his interactions with people who wronged him when he was younger. Obviously, we saw it with Jamie. We saw it with Theon. Um, we saw it even with Littlefinger um, last season. You know, he he goes to Bran and telling him about the little sword or whatever. And Bran like calls him on something that he did. And he's, he kind of gets freaked out about it, right? But at the same time, Brandon out him. Brandon say, yeah, you need to die. Or I'm going to tell my sisters about you. He just like was like, yeah, I'm just telling you that I know what's up. I know, I know what you're all about, right? Um, he was a new person. And that leads me really to um, kind of the the final thing that I see about Bran and the final message that I that just really hit home for me um, with Jamie and his interaction with Jamie um, and his interaction with Theon. You know, both of them um, were very apologetic. They had, you know, obviously Jamie was the one that pushed him from the window and it paralyzed him. Uh, Theon, you know, took Winterfell from him in this in season one uh, in the name of the Iron Islands and caused him to flee Winterfell, um, pretended that he had killed him, you know, d- did all of these things that were completely contrary to what he was have supposed to supposed to have done, um, because obviously Rob sent him to in, you know, uh, entreat his father to join them in battle, not to, you know, seize Winterfell, right? But when Jamie first in, you know, counters Bran, he's freaking out, like, oh my God. They bring Jamie in uh, in front of the tribunal, and Bran, all Bran says is the line that Jamie said right before he pushed him, the things we do for love. But he never goes into depth. This is the same thing he did with Littlefinger. He said the line that that Littlefinger had said uh, to someone else, but at the same time, he doesn't go any further with it, right? And when Jamie asked him, why didn't you tell them? He said, because you had to do that. By you doing that, you became the person you are today. And he told the same thing to Theon. He's right, you know, tonight he said, you know, um, Theon said, I just want to, you know, say again, like, I'm sorry. And he said, it's nothing because all of what you had to do brought you back to this point right now. It brought you home. Right. Which was this amazing arc. Right. But at the same time, the lesson in that is that. Even when we go through situations or do things that we feel, you know, harm or hurt or whatever, things that we never would have wanted to do, um, there, there is growth in that. There is learning in that. There is, um, you know, so many people become new people. Um, because of situations um, and things that they've gone through and things that have happened to them and things that they've done, you know, um, you know, I, I, I've never been um, 
I've never in my my life thought of myself as someone who um, it has been like a mean girl or anything like that. But I can definitely say I had my moments, right? And um, those moments now, uh, you know, and and thinking about why I did lash out in that way, right? Many times it was because I felt insecure in some way. But all of those things, everything that I've gone through, everything that's happened to me in my life, everything that I'm going through right now, I know there's a purpose and a reason for it. And everything that I'm going through is going to bring me to where I'm meant to be in my life um, at that time. And literally the message uh, that I felt was coming through was this whole idea of divine um, divine timing and divine um, alignment uh, to your path, right? Um, the thing that you did, I mean, it, literally, let's just think about it, right? With with Jamie, Jamie pushes Brian out the window. Um, he goes back to King's Landing. He then goes into the, you know, fighting uh, Rob's men, gets caught. Uh, you know, he and Lady Brienne are sent together. His hand gets chopped off. He then, you know, swears that he's going, he charges Brienne to find Sansa and Arya and bring them back to their mother. He, you know, he, all of these things happen all because he pushed Bran out the window and Theon too. Theon, obviously, you know, as soon as he did the thing that he did, Roose Bolton's son is sent in. Ramsay is sent in. Uh, he goes through his horrible, torturous period, but it humbled him in such a way um, because, and he, you know, he even said, like, I deserved it. I deserved it. But the thing was, he had to go through all of that to get him back to Winterfell, to get him back to saving Sansa, to get him back to wanting to fight um, with them against the Night King. So um, obviously uh, this episode was amazing, as I said. Um, so many things I feel like we learned from Bran. We learned, you know, how he was in his victimhood, um, how he tried to use um, the green site uh, his true purpose as an escape instead of his purpose, how he learned what his purpose was um, from, you know, a mentor or a guide and how um, he was able to disassociate from the identity that made him who he was. Um, you know, from the first couple of seasons, he was just the crippled Stark, right? Um, but as we move on, he becomes the three-eyed raven, becomes somebody completely different. And then, you know, finally, um, how he really instills in, in, uh, in everyone how every single thing that was done brought them to the point in their lives that they are right now and how everything served a purpose even the things that didn't seem great, didn't seem um, like they were moving anything forward, but how all of those things uh, helped and informed uh, where they were today.
So I hope that that um, helps you guys this week. I hope that you enjoyed the episode as much as me. I'd love to hear from you. Um, so feel free to let me know what you thought about the episode. If you picked up on these things from the Three-Eyed Raven as well. And I hope you have a wonderful week this week. Bye.